everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Nominous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you had a great week. Hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, this one is a special episode. This one is is a first for me. Um, I will be talking about The Boy and the Beast. And I just kind of want to give impressions about this anime film. Um, it is. It may seem like a review from from some parts for it, um, but I it is such a good movie that I just had to talk about it. Um, to give you a better understanding about it, I'm going to play you guys the English trailer and then uh, give you the uh, description about the movie. Dead or something? What are you? Poor boy, you must have wandered here by mistake somehow. Beasts and humans occupy different worlds, you see. We were out amusing ourselves in the human world when we came across this youngling. And what? You kidnapped him? We didn't take him, he followed us. He's my apprentice as of today. Breakfast time! Sit up already! I hope you are ready for some serious training! <laughs> now show me how you did that. Be your master. <laughs> Let my movements tell you what to do. Good luck with that, kid. Never had a human customer before. How long are you staying then? I don't know. Don't talk to your master like that! Then start acting more like a master! What? <laughs> need to grab hold of the sword that's in here, in your soul. He isn't doing too badly, actually. Not badly at all. Much better than I would have expected from a human. I know how you feel. Sometimes I get frustrated like that, too. Like I've got so much anger inside me, my heart is going to explode with that. And it's not just us. Everyone feels it. I'm not gonna lose! Fight to the tattoo! He's got a push! So that was the trailer for A Boy and the Beast. Um, just to give you guys some background. Um, it was released in Japan on July 11th, 2015. Um, it is written and directed by Mamoru Hosodo. Uh, Mamoru was a former employee at Toei Animation and worked at Madhouse from 2005 to 2011. Um, he left the studio and started Studio Chizu, who uh, created the project. And his known works were The Girl Who Left Through Time, Summer Wars, and Wolf Children. It made 5.85 billion yen, which is 48.6 million u.s dollars here and it was released march 4th in america on uh, selected theaters and for me it was worth the trip going to see this movie um i had to drive about 40 minutes out of my uh city to go see it and wow the the trip was worth like i said the trip was worth it um the version that i saw was the subtitle version so um it was the regular um, J- uh, Japanese cast uh, with subtitles at the bottom. And I must say, 
it, it's such a beautiful movie to watch and I enjoyed the voices, which I'll talk a little bit later on. Um, to give the description about it, um, where Kyuta, uh, a young orphan living on the streets of Shibuya, stumbles into a fantastic world of beasts, he's taken in by Kumatetsu, a gruff, rough around the edges warrior beast who's been searching for the perfect apprentice. Despite their constant bickering, Kyuta and Kumatetsu begin training together and slowly form a bomb as surrogate father and son. But when a deep darkness threatens to throw the human and beast worlds into chaos, the strong bond between this unlikely pair will be put into the ultimate test, a final showdown that will only be won if the two can finally work together using all of their combined strength and courage. And throughout the movie, uh, cute, uh, 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 Kyuta and Kumatetsu, they argue so much, but with their arguing because they're both kind of bullheaded and strong and they you know they don't want to listen to each other um uh, uh is like i'm the master you will follow and do what i say um because he doesn't know how to train he's never been able to train anybody every time he trains somebody they run off because he's he he yells so much and thinks that everybody will get it on the first try like would do it perfect um Kyuta, uh, who lost his mother, um, and they kind of showed you in the beginning, um, you know, the uh, the, the uh, people who want to adopt them, his family members, they, t- they talk about how his mother died in a car accident and that, um, you know, they should come with them. And he kind of tells them that you really don't want me, th- you know, you really don't want to take me take care of me you just wanted to look good and some other things and they kind of get mad at him and he runs off and with him having this guilt of of hating humanity because um he asked about his father and the parents um his mom's parents who actually wants to take him in um says you know your father was worthless um he ditched you he ditched you guys and have nothing to do with his family um he builds this hate for uh humans and you see all of this kind of in the beginning like in a flashback to understand why uh Kyuta is the way he is um and you kind of understand um at one part why the ending kind of happens um but uh seeing Kyuta and Kumatetsu, sorry about that, um, together, you kind of see their father and son relationships because definitely you have to think, Kyuta never grew, grew up with him knowing his father that very well. And, you know, he always listened to his mom and did whatever she had to do. You know, they had a loving family. Um, and Kumatetsu um, doesn't know how to be a father because he's a warrior. Um, and they kind of explain uh, explain that in the beginning uh, of what lays uh, why you know he does the thing that he's that he do um, and why he's good at fighting but not actually good fighter when he's fighting on the streets against uh, one of his opponents. And I got to say, just just I I must say first about the animation. It's nice, clean, crisp. Um, they kind of use hand drawn and or digital hand drawn, I should say, so it has it looks cleaner. Um, 
and um and a little bit rich when you see the beast uh world when you see their town and it kind of and it has a a little bit of a samurai kind of feel to it, like an old japanese style so you hear it in the music um you definitely can see it in the attitude and the way that they dress um in in the town uh kumatetsu uh him being like kind of boorish and kind of having this like ego and stuff you know he's a a odd kind of uh character um with his he emotions because his uh, other opponent um has kind of this yin you know this very peace kind of feeling and he is someone who has this outrageous yang kind of you know i'm the big guy and i will beat you and you know just like this rough kind of way so like i said there when you get two bullheaded kind of people like kutia uh uh he will he doesn't like taking orders or being yelled at by kumatessa so he kind of shows that he you know he's a little bit strong and he won't take this kind of disrespect and to see them go kind of at it at each other is very very just awesome uh, it's so funny in japanese hearing it because the voice acting is so good now um like i said i've seen the uh Jap- regular japanese version and i really don't know how it plays out in english um so hopefully um i can hear uh english dub um you know when the movie actually comes out because i i am going you know to say um at the end what i think about it like uh, if you should buy rent um or just forget the movie um definitely don't forget the movie it's actually something uh, you'll see uh i i got to say that um it it really it really shocked me um uh, because uh later on in this in this podcast and I'll talk about it um things kind of change and it's a weird way that it changes um but before we get into that I just got another cut for you guys um the music that you are going to hear is definitely from the soundtrack um the boy and the beast um you could buy it digitally I haven't seen physical copies of it yet so you might be able to order it um but um the music that I playing i bought it digitally um and that's just one that you guys hear some of the tracks so when we hear this next track um we will be back <laughs> or i will be back i'm sorry um uh, this is my first time doing a movie review um so i would definitely be back and we'll actually be talking a little bit about the cast Thank you. 
and that was Cosmos and a Child. Um, the introduction that I played for the uh, show was called The Beast Festivities. Um, and I'll be playing more tracks um, and giving you guys a more understanding about the music. Uh, so about the cast, um, Kyuta, um, they had two voice actors playing him. Um, they have him as a child and then they kind of have them growing up. Um, and the reason why he's called Kyuta is the, uh, his original name is called is Ren. And he didn't want to tell Kumatetsu his name. Like he stayed silent. So when uh, Kumatetsu was asking him uh, questions, he throws up a nine, um, f- nine fingers. So he names him Kyuto because uh, Q stands for nine. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. And you kind of find his name out uh, a little bit, I think, uh, in the intro when the parents are talking to him and having flashbacks of his mom, um, you know, speaking to him too. Um, but, uh, Ieko Miyazaki played the young Kyuto, um, and Shuta Samantani played the older Kyuto. Um, Koji Yakushu played Kumatetsu, um, Tatara was played by Yo Azuma, and he's the, um, He's like this, uh, um, um, Tatara. I think, I believe he was, no, Tatara, I'm sorry, is Kumatetsu's, um, a, um, kind of friend. He's a monkey. Um, uh, Monk Mononaki, uh, Momoaki, uh, was played by Lily Frank. Um, uh, he is a guy. <laughs> He's not a girl or anything. So don't let the, uh, the name confuse you. Um, he plays this pig monk in it. So, um, Kyuta, Kamutetsu, Tatara, and, Mom- uh, Momaki, they're all together pretty much throughout this whole, um, adventure. And Momoaki, um, is the peaceful one. And he kind of helps, uh, Kyuta get out of the situations. It kind of explains to Kyuta, um, why Kamutetsu is the way that he is. And, uh, sometimes Momomaki has to speak to, uh, Kumatetsu about the way that he is and that he has to understand that when he was hit uh, Kyuta's young age he acted wild and rambunctious and you know kind of did the things that he does and he kind of had to learn to be in order to be a trainer um he has to be um very understanding he has to teach from not just from the heart but he has to teach with you know not being so angered you know he has to be able to lead and since kumatetsu never was able to train anybody correctly um because they running off um he has to go uh you know just show a different way of doing it um uh, Ichiri, uh, Ichiri Hoko, uh, Hyoko, I think, sorry about that. Um, he's, uh, like, um, uh, Kumatetsu's, um, uh, like, opponent. Not so much of, uh, of a, um, of a, uh, uh, you know, someone that he's against. No, no, not, uh, Ichiri Hyoko. I'm sorry about that. Um, Ichiri Hyoko is another character of his opponent's um friend 
um like he's like his uh opponent's son um and he's uh the young one was played by um haru karaoke and the older version was played by mamuru miyano um you kind of got to catch on with the names it's kind of hard to tell with some of the names but um the grandmaster who is this rabbit um he was played by mashahiko sugawa which i love um the grandmaster he's this uh this rabbit and he's kind of um he you know he's like the lord of of the beast kingdom and um between uh kumatetsu and his opponent um I think it's Kaede is his opponent. I have to actually look it up. Sorry, there was just so much uh, for it. Oh, actually, Iozen. I'm sorry. Um, I think that's his, uh, Iozen is his opponent. Um, and Jum, uh, J- uh, Iozen, played by Kuzahiro Yamaji, is like his opponent. And Kape Yamaguchi played Jumo, uh, Jibamaru. He's, um, uh, uh, Ichi Rihiko <laughs> sorry about that Icho let's just say um, no Ichi let's just say uh, he plays his brother for it but um, Aizen and Kumatetsu they're kind of opponents but um, you know uh, Iozen is uh, he's like the peaceful calm one where Kumatetsu is the uh, angry one and they do fight and um, people think uh, between those two, one of them would be the next Lord of of Beast Town. Um, and you kind of see uh, how they actually go about stuff. Um, another one is Chico. She's a female, a human female that uh, Kiyuta meets later on in the movie. Um, she's played by Sumari Marahishi. Um, and, uh, uh, Kiyutu also meet his father, played by Kishi Nakasuka. Um, the younger version of Jiromaru was played by uh, Momoka Uno. Um, so, like, some of the, uh, females that play in the movie play, like, the younger versions of the characters, and the, uh, males play the older version for it. Um, Kaede was played by Suzu Hiriyoshi. Uh, uh, Kayede, and I have to remember who Kayede was. Um, so please forgive me. And then they also have other uh, uh, other artists. Um, there's a part where um, where uh, the Grandmaster uh, tells Kumatetsu, like kind of gives him a key to take Kiyo, uh, um uh, I'm sorry about that Kiyuta um, to different masters and see what there and what there is like expose them to other things Um, and like I said the voice cast is phenomenal now I don't really know a lot of the actors because they're I haven't seen a lot of Japanese films and anime in their in their native uh, native um, language um, so please do forgive me. You can find it on Google and look at the cast and look at the characters and um, see some of the uh, artwork. Um, but I have got to say they did a phenomenal job. I love each and every voice and just the way that they sound. Um, whoever did like the dialogue. Well, of course, it was written um, 
it was written very well um but the the way they delivered the dialogue was just so smooth and just so cool and even with, like i said when you read the subtitles it doesn't really take long to be like what in the world are they talking about um you, you just kind of see everything like you, you kind of see everything while still not being able to focus on the words because of their actions, the way that they animated everything very well. Um, like I said, the Japanese voice actors, they brought the characters to life. For me personally, my favorite characters were uh, Momo, uh, Momoaki. I really loved him. I really felt like he was not only uh, peaceful and calm with everybody, but he was kind of like the uncle of the family. Um, uh, uh, Kuma, uh, Kumates, uh, uh, best friend, um, I guess, um, Tatara, he was kind of like at first, like, you know, was kind of the friend, uh, not being a hater or anything like that, but he was just like, Kyo, he didn't want Kyoto to be there, kind of wanted him to go back to the human world because Kyoto would never be able to um, pick up or uh, match Kumatetsu um, and his style. Like, you know, he kind of seen uh, Kyoto very weak in this movie. And Tatara, he would just sit back and just be like, you know what? You're still not getting it. Just go back home. Just go back home. And it didn't take too later on to realize that, you know, Kyoto can do it. But, you know, Tatara was still kind of not believing it a little a little bit on in the movie. Um, I, 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 that's why I want to kind of see how they did the English cast. Um, because, um, I I think they they probably did a good job and you will probably get a better understanding of it. But I kind of just want to hear the voices of it because definitely in anime, um, when it comes to voice casting or, you know, when it comes to voices here in America, of course, the first thing we want to see is the dub. And some people in the anime uh, genre have and still trying to figure out um is dub better than sub and for me personally i i, I could just say this it does not matter to me uh what they actually think um for me personally i i kind of feel like whatever is good what works for the movie because i actually watch both i do not um i i, I do not care um how i see it uh, I'm good just reading the uh, voices and uh, reading the uh, dialogue and then hearing the voices. Um, and sometimes I'll even just not even put on the subtitles when it, when I'm watching it at home. Um, I would just hear it in this regular Japanese and before I would hear it in this in the regular English version. Now there are some animes that don't contain an English um a English dub. So you just have to watch the movie in subtitle. You can't take it off. Um but it never to me personally that never distracts anything um about it. What I would say though is that I do recommend people um kind of uh if they do go and see it, um like I said, uh probably try to find a uh probably trying to find a dub version not a dub version i shouldn't say um probably try to find uh the english version because i know a lot of people are not into dubs uh, 
I mean, not does. I mean, a lot of people are not into subtitle. Definitely for a movie like this, you really do want to see the beautiful animation that they the, that this uh, shows because the colors are very rich. They're very beautiful. Um, they really stand out. Um, and just the way that the movement goes, you know, you you kind of be surprised. Of course, TV animation. Um, and movie animation are two different budgets. You can see more fluidness in uh, movie animation than you can see in TV animation. And I must say, this movie, the way that Studio Chizu animated this, is just like, it's flawless. Like, you, you really don't have any problem with the hues, with the colors. Um, like, there's just shots in there that look very beautiful. Um, the palette that they chose, you know, it's kind of an, a very nature, um, I don't want to say naturalistic, but, you know, when they're going to see different masters and stuff, and you see that their environment match what that master's all ab- all about, the colors really pop. The animation is list is all consistent, and you, you kind of just like, wow, I wonder how much money did they... Um, did they actually spend on this movie because <laughs> the budget has to be just like completely crazy and i don't think they give what the budget was um for it actually let me check to see what the uh, if there was a budget yeah they really don't give a budget because studio chizu of course did this and funimation actually brought it to america i do want to say that um, but I got to say, um, it is very fluid, um, very nice, very crisp. Um, the CG works well in it. It really matches. Like, you know it's CG for some of the special effects. Um, the camera angle is very good. Whoever did the camera work on it, there's a part where Kuta is running um, underneath different people's feet. Um, this is when he gets to the Beast World. And he's going through uh, baskets and going through people's feet. And you could just see that, you know, him being in a panic, that the camera is following him just the way that he's moving. And he gets picked up at one part. And that's when when Momoaki um, steps in and saves him. But when you see the camera work for some of this, when they're doing... um, when they're doing some of the fight scenes, when they're doing some of the training uh, between uh, Kiyuta and Kumatetsu, when you see all of that, you know, the camera is, you know, not consistently moving and stuff, but it follows their movement. It was very animated very well. And some of the sound effects that they use, like when they put in the music or when um it goes silent and you hear like uh, the drop of water and you um there's one part where um Kiyuta learns the footwork of Kumatetsu and because of that every time he hears a step uh Kiyuta can uh, mem- uh memorize that step and do it same like this so he, he kind of floats and it gets to a little part and I don't want to uh spoil it why they really do need each other regardless of them yelling at each other they really do need each other because there's a, a pivotal pivotal point that um that shows you where that fatherhood and you know that son 
um, relationship really comes in and it plays very well um, when we come back I'm going to be talking a little bit about the music but the next track that I'm going to play for you guys is called Portrait of Solitude <laughs> So the music was actually um, composed by Master Katsu Takagi. Um, uh, he did a phenomenal job. And I must say there are no vocals in this whole movie when it comes to music. Everything is, ash, um, is instrumental. Um, there are key parts where it's just piano. Um, sometimes it's kind of like uplifting with, with a lot of um, uh, a lot of drums. Um, a, a lot of horns and things like that. It kind of makes it feel very um, samurai-ish. <laughs> That's not a word. But it, it gives that feeling of that old-time samurai kind of movie. So uh, there are times where it's very dark and it's very haunting and it feels a little bit evil. Um, and, you know, you will hear a lot of bells and some of the sound effects, which I'm actually going to play for you guys. Um, I'm going to play a few tracks for you um, for this next section. And hopefully you guys do um, enjoy them. I must say that um, the first uh, song that I am definitely going to be playing is called The Beast Symphonia. And <laughs> what's cool about this uh, was kind of... What's cool about this track, I must say, that uh, the word Sinfonia is spelled with S-I-N. So it, it sounds like sin instead of uh, Symphonia, um, like, you know, the the regular S-Y-M-N. Um, so um, this first track that I'm going to play you from the movie The Beast Sinfonia. So um, lay back and enjoy. Thank you. 
So that was the Beast Symphonia. And this next track that I'm going to be playing for you guys is called Darkness. That was a little bit chilly. Um, but I love that about some of the effects that he put um, matching the scenes um, of this with the darkness and feeling evil. And you're kind of, when you see the movie, you'll kind of understand what that uh, part plays. Um, this last track that I'm about to play for you guys is called Wonderful Adventures.
And that's just some of the tracks. It's 28 tracks on the album, um, on the soundtrack. Um, and this uh, music is from the original motion picture. Um, uh, make sure I say that because it says that on the soundtrack. Uh, and Takagi Key really got it down packed. Um, when it comes to the music, it's set in the scenes, it's set in the mood. Um, and, it's, you know, when it's comedy or when it's kind of uplifting, it really is uplifting. And you kind of got to go in um, knowing that uh, with this whimsical adventure that the that these two are on, that um, it's going to get a little bit problematic at, at certain times. There might be some things that you think is one thing, but it's actually the other, which we actually will be discussing when we come back after this uh, next break. Some of the problems with the movie, um, and sorry about that, uh, there's something like a little technical, technical difficulties. Um, the song that I just played was Boys Under the Summer Sky. Um, some of the problems that I have with the movie, one of the problems that I have with it was the antagonist that they actually brought in. Um, hopefully when you go see it, you'll see who the antagonist is. And it's weird on how it's brought into the movie. Um, and you might think that um that the the battle between um uh Kamate, uh Kumatetsu and um and uh Eozen, um you might think that that's like kind of the main battle but it's actually not um uh, brought in um the love interest Chico um as wonderful as she is um it's kind of weird on her role in the movie. Um, she kind of comes in later half of the movie and she kind of pretty much helps, uh, Kyo, uh, Kyota, um, learn how to read and kind of educate him and kind of tells her, tells him her problems and stuff. Um, and it feels a little, not, not saying that it's forced. Um, but they kind of show you a montage of things that they, that they do and stuff. And, you kind of don't see uh how much that affects uh Kumatetsu until a little bit later on um and you kind of wonder like why some of that it's it not saying that it's disjointed but you kind of trying to like kind of wonder why 
um, it was it was paced that way. Like not saying that it was thrown together or cobbled together, but you know, you kind of trying to you, you, you try to think about well this kind of feels forced and kind of put in just to make you know just you know to make sense that this is an anime film and like there's things about it that has you know kind of has to fit and it's very weird that they did it that way um another problem and uh, this is one of the last problem and this problem is not for me because of seeing the trailer or anything and actually seeing the movie um don't go into it thinking that it's an action samurai flick because it's not and if that's what you're expecting to get out of it i got to tell you it's really not about that it's really about the relationship between kyuta and kumatetsu and it really uh, uh, um, uh, revolves around them, uh, revolves around them, I should say, um, and just the relationship on how how they're angry at each other because they don't understand each other method methods when it comes to different things, and then you kind of see how they have to learn. It kind of has to agree about some things in order to be able to become stronger and be the uh, and have a better relationship than that they have, because you really do feel that Kumatetsu is really his like kind of father in this movie. Um, you know, with Kyuta never growing up with it, uh, Kumatetsu wants uh, Kyuta to be really strong, just like him. You know, he and not talking about morals or values and things like that. You know, he he's not taking him on as a princess to show everybody, look, I can't take a princess on and I can't make them strong. Yeah, I have some people earlier before, but they wasn't strong willed enough to go through where Kyoto you know he really since he haven't had this father no kind of fatherhood you know what kind of father makes him um makes him be this mean and be the strict on him because if you if you really don't really want to be around uh, a father like that or someone like that you will pretty much make them like run away or feel like you don't need to be uh be around them but Kyuta, he kind of gets bullied on a little bit by uh, Iozo's son, one of his, his younger son. And, you know, he stays, you know, he asks uh, Kumatesu to make him stronger, um, to make him better so that he doesn't, you know, fall um, and be looked at that way, uh, you know, to be saved by somebody else. And you know kumatesu you know still not learning how to train has to has to recognize that they got to train uh that he has to train better and when you're watching the movie you think that um that training is not important um because you think that this if you think that the movie should be an action flick at times it could be but it's not um like i said it has to be with that relationship and them just getting together is when you get over the bickering and stuff you really see their relationship like evolve and really grow and get stronger and they and the, the main point definitely that stood out to me is that they really need each other to function they really need each other to learn and adapt and become better at what they want to achieve to have that goal if Kyoto wants to have a father he's going to have to um 
understand Kumatesu's in his ways. He's going to have to deal with it and deal with it in a way that, um, that doesn't, you know, spark anger or cause more confusion and stuff. And Kumatesu has to learn, you know, for me, in order to train better, um, I have to be able to work with this human. Um, and Kumatesu, just to let everybody know, he's this tall, wolf-looking dog. Um, and uh, he wears this red coat, uh, a white, like, shirt, uh, a black um, karate belt, and, like, some blue um pants uh uh kyoto uh kyuta he wears like just a white shirt this red belt and um these uh light green uh kind of pants and uh they're 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 kind of dressed the same um but with different colors and they both use a sword and the kind of once they get to understand each other you would you would actually love the animation that you know they showcase and they and they depict. Um, you have to got to see some of the uh comedy with Kyoto. Uh, um, you know, kind of mimicking uh mimicking uh Kuma uh Kuma Tetsu. You got to kind of see that, and it'll make you chuckle. It'll make you smile, and it'll make you laugh. But it's really good on how they did it. Um, like I said, not seeing it in English. Um, for those who wants to see to see the movie, I will say, for me personally, I will say, kind of see it in Japanese first and not English. I was while listening to the trailer and you know, as I watched the trailer and stuff, some of the voice acting I just don't, I don't, I don't know. It may be because when I seen it. Uh, and heard the Japanese voices. I think they're better than the English verse, uh, voices. The way that they sound. The way they do their delivery. But it might actually be good in English. So I really can't compare just yet. Um, once, uh, I be, once I'm able to see it in English. Um, hopefully um, I could you know, really give more. Uh, more of an impression because I am going to be turning to this movie uh, what's this come out on Blu-ray and DVD um, last but not least some may be disappointed at the ending and I really don't want to give the ending away but just like I said when you see a certain part in the movie um, I feel like it was thrown in so they could just have an ending because um, you just don't see any kind of connection um, I mean, you'll get an understanding on why it's happening, but there's it, it really got forced into it. So it really doesn't tell you, um, it, you really don't get a sense of why they're doing it. Or, you know, you really don't understand why, um, why this person, you know, becomes the main antagonist at the end of the movie. Um, I will say this, though. Um you you might like some of the animation on there because the animation is real cool with what the antagonist uh does um and you can't expect you're probably going to make some conclusions on certain things so when you see some of the actions that happen um and you conclude or you make a prediction and if it comes true don't be disappointed just see on how everything plays out um and you would be surprised um that it, it you know it met your expectations but it can surpass it so um 
before I go um, and get to the last section, um, I got one more track to play for you guys, and it's called Another Life. In the last section that I am um, going to bring to you guys, um, why don't we see more anime films in theaters? Um, is it because of um, there we don't understand them? Is it a cultural thing? Um, you know, can it be budget reasons for the dubbing? Um, is it still a niche and it doesn't carry a recognizable name? Like we will go and see something like Maycross. Or we would go see something uh, Dragon Ball related. Um, even ro- like Robotech. You know, like old TV animes or animes we know back in the 80s and 90s. We would definitely go and see. But because of some of the films and some, definitely with the uh, time changings, um, there might not just be a lot of people in the area that understands anime in general. Um, and you kind of have to show them a lot of different genres to understand anime. Um, it's a different, it's a different way on how they go about, um, not want to call them cartoons. Um, but the animation in America, when there's a, like a Western produced animation, we kind of got this slapstick and sometimes, you know, the safe, um, violence that won't get like super censored where in Japan, you know, some of the anime that they show, they show at different times. So some of them is pretty cute and nice. And some of them is, some of them, some of it is really dark yet. It's interesting. It, you know, it has a lot of things. It has a, um, you know, sometimes it talks about war. It talks about love. It deals with like real life issues, um, or an ideal of it. And I think there, a lot of people don't want to expose their kids or their children to that, I should say. Um, where there are just some people who think it's like completely weird and will never understand it. And I think anime, um, anime films with them, with it being such uh, a hit in Japan, it's treated here in America like they know. Uh, or they expect that not many people are going to see it. So why risk spending a lot of money on advertising this movie? And let's just show it for a couple of weeks. Let it make whatever money that it makes. Because here in America, it made $247.7724. Um, 
uh, you know, it, on opening night. And so I can't say that, you know, that's not big, but that's kind of good for a, a anime film. Um, it, it's not Disney-esque because definitely here in America, all we know is Disney when it comes to animation or DreamWorks, you know. Or, you know, some pretty cheap anime that comes on uh, straight to video. Stuff like that. We know that kind of animation. Uh, a lot of people don't know an uh, anime from Japan. Like, you want to, like, can you actually see, um, uh, uh, you know, um, not Mekwell style. But you can, can, but can you see, like, an anime version of The Lion King coming here to America? Um, like the actual Disney version of the Lion King, but done in the anime style. Yes, we love like Teen Titans because it imitates that style um, uh, with some of the tropes and some of the uh, the slapstick comedy and the style of the uh, anime. But it's still a film American. You know, there's just parents who don't understand anime. And you pretty much have to be a teenager or you have to be a adult in order to understand it. And you kind of have to see a lot of tv anime in order to understand it um we don't have magazines like in america no more um no shoujo b or shoujo jump uh like we we have manga but they're now on graphic novels and we have cartoon network with tsunami like showing that kind of anime but if you as a parent don't are not exposed to that and your kids are not exposed to that you wouldn't you won't understand it so if you take a uh, definitely with subtitles if you're not a person that's really into international films or uh or do you like a certain kind of genre you will not understand why stuff like this is popular among other people and you would not understand why why something like this needs to be important that it needs to be seen so that it could get a wider release um yes the budget you know not making their money back it sucks but there are high price budget movies that that have a whole a, a talented cast but the writing could be terrible it could be you know a bad plot like it could be funny things and you know we as americans won't even go and see it um, because it's it's not kind of our taste, and not saying that anime should be treated that way, but I think anime could bring a fresh new perspective compared to what Disney can offer. Because we know how Disney does. What movie besides Up deals with death? Yes, when it comes like Bambi, you might say, but that's still playing it. Safe. That's still playing safe. You know, playing it safe. You know. You get more of an impact of a child being stabbed through the heart or something and the expression and looking at it because it's more real. You know, with anime, it's a little bit more realistic. It has more of a meaning and more of an emotion to someone dying in a Disney film and you see it off screen. Like, you know, like you see like a shadow something is happening to it. Um, you you would see the difference of it it might be too violent for some but i'm just like that's some of the stuff that you got you know that it creates a conversation it creates a discussion and you might not you might be scared to talk about things like that or you might feel like kids might be haunted but that might be something that you know can help um create 
you know, or a safe environment for people to talk about and be able to get more people into anime and, you know, more kids into anime and show them different genres. You know, of course, you're not going to show them like the panty flip kind of, uh, kind of TV, uh, TV shows and stuff like that or movies. Um, you're not going to show them hentai kind of movies and things like that. You know, that's a little bit too much for, for, um, uh, for some people but maybe it may not be definitely hentai you're not going to show hentai you should if you're interested to stuff like that you should definitely wait at a certain age um to see things to see that material um not saying that it's good or bad but you know that kind of animation um that kind of theme um and what that genre is all about is definitely for uh people who are older um i will say this it is an automatic blu-ray buy for me um i don't know when they're going to be releasing it um but it is funimation so we should hopefully expect a release sometime in the future like maybe april or maybe this summer um it's definitely a buy for me if you are interested like i said if it's still playing in your theater you might want to call your theater or look online and see when they're showing times and see if it's going to be dub or sub if you end up getting the sub version do still see it you enjoy the voice cast you enjoy the animation you will love the characters you will love the jokes um grandmaster he had me cracking up because he will appear sometimes and he will uh disappear and the way that he sound in japanese is literally awesome he he has a humble heart and his character design i just kind of want a plushie of him he he's really cool i love the grandmaster and i love uh Mamaki, um, the uh, pig monk. I really love his humbleness and him being a piece. And <laughs> there is a part that he kind of loses it um, at the at uh, Kyuta and at Kumatetsu. Uh, Kuma, uh, Kuma <laughs> Sorry about that. He kind of does lose it at both of them, but he needs to lose that uh, to show him that when someone get fed up with something <laughs> they're going to release and you just got to see at the part when it happens um but it's definitely a recommended buy um a, 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 to me um because it's not studio uh ghibli um i'm still i cannot wait for this movie to come out on blu-ray and be able to show people um they might not be interested but i'm definitely buying this game and i hopefully i'll talk to more be able to show it showcase it to people and talk to them more about it um so um but that's the show um if you have seen it or are interested in seeing it or have more questions you can email the show at my op to comment at yahoo.com that's m-y-o-p the number two c-o-m-m-e-n-t you can find this podcast on soundcloud or at the anomalous radio com, where we also have another show our other shows on it that i co-host on the deluded geeks podcast um you can check that out um with us being geeks and having great conversations about comics tvs um movies video games um and or just whatever having an open a uh, good open discussion um happy hour with johnny and deuce they be um they post their podcast on tuesdays and fridays you can hear them on itunes soundcloud uh i think stitcher and like different other places and you can follow them on twitter also um 
the DNA podcast and community. Um, they're on Facebook. They also are on iTunes and SoundCloud. So you guys can find their podcast and different videos. Also, check out their YouTube page and also check out the Happy Hour with Johnny Induced YouTube page. Uh, Simon's Cake at Simon's Cake dot WordPress. <laughs> Simon's Cake dot WordPress dot, uh, dot com. Um, you can check their podcast out. Um, again, I really want to have the guys on my show. Uh, really actually want to have everybody from all the podcasts on my show. Um, if you go back and listen to the archive, you can hear Johnny uh, on my bonus episode and us talking about Sony uh, with the beauty of video games. Um, hopefully, I can have Corey and his team from the DNA podcast, and hopefully, I can have the guys from Simon's Cakes appear on. Um, uh, on optional opinion and talk more video games um there's a lot coming in the coming months so i cannot wait for you guys to hear it um you can read some of my writings on ign.com um i just posted my top 10 games that i disdain um just look under anime e-n-i-m-e on uh, ign.com and you can also check my series the moment on skirmish frogs s-k-r-i S-K-I-R-M-I-S-H-F-R-O-G-S dot com. Um, you can check that out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at that retrocode, T-H-A-T-R-E-T-R-O-C-O-D-E. Um, and you can just follow me and hear some of my rumblings, but hear what I'm talking about in games and presenting some of my material on there from Skirmish Frost and um, IGN. Um, you can follow me on Facebook under Edward Varnell, E-D-W-A-R-D-V-S and Victor, A-R-N-E-L-L. Um, and just guys, let me know what. In fact, let me know what you think about anime or why anime movie or anime films don't really come to theaters or make, really make a big impact. I would really like to know what you guys think. Oh, also, um, you could join uh the Embassy Video Game Book Club on Facebook. This month we're playing Pokemon, uh, Red, Blue, and Yellow. Um, if you have a 3DS, it is uh, available for nine ninety nine. Um, for each version, uh, so whatever version that you pick, they're gonna be nine ninety nine each. Um, so do come play with us. Uh, last month we did the Legend of Zelda. Uh, so you could check out that on on YouTube at um. On NVC Video Game Book Club, it'll come up. Uh, you can check out uh, Boho X One B O J O X in the number one. Uh, you can check you can check out his channel. Um, and it'll have fresh talk, and it'll also have the NVC Video Game Book Club discussion i kind of came in late because i was recording another podcast um but you guys can actually check out um from last week um with anthony um and my uh other guest philip uh as we talked the uh, did a part two about fighting games and also check out that bonus episode on um uh, the anomalous com and on soundcloud um but thank you guys have a great weekend um have hopefully everybody survived through the week um if you're feeling down um hopefully optional opinion can make you happy um make you interested and make you want to play more games um definitely with this episode hopefully you guys are love you love the music that i have played for you guys um you can buy it on itunes i think you can order the soundtrack for amazon um it was 9.99 28 tracks um 
the title the boy and the beast by masaku uh masakatsu uh takagi that's m-a-s-a-k-a-t-s-u uh last name t-a-k-a-g-i um just a fantastic movie i do recommend the boy and the beast it's something that you have to see if you're not able to see it at the theaters please pick up the blu-ray or even read a little bit more about it but it is a fantastic movie so thank you guys um i'm going to leave you out with this last track called my name and i am out peace